This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll, I'll never go back. Uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. Yeah. I'm too old. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire. Uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Mustard, driver of the Hills Racing 47. This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings as we wrap up the month of April and we get into May. We've got a lot going on tonight, a whole bunch of interviews, trackside, and uh, really excited for another first-time guest tonight on the show. But first, let's see what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Brad Keselowski becomes the third different driver to win six times at Talladega Super Speedway, holding off Matt Benedetto for the win on Sunday. He joins Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. with that win total at Talladega. Jonathan Davenport took advantage of late race misfortune for Tyler Erb to go on and collect $8,000 at West Virginia Motor Speedway Sunday night. On the last lap, Erb's left rear tire left the ballpark, if you will, handing things over to Davenport for the final restart and the eventual win. Davenport held off Moran for the victory. And how about David Gravel? On the dirt at Bristol, the Bristol throwdown, he got the sweep over the weekend. He broke the track record. Then he won Friday's portion of the show. Um, didn't have anything to do with rain on Saturday, but then came back on Sunday and won that one as well. So uh, what a performance for David Gravel. And those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the socially distanced studio. And uh, Rich, man, what a weekend of racing in and around the Great Lakes region. Yeah, we kind of kicked it off on Friday and got real busy real quick, didn't we, Zach? <laughs> it, it kind of slowed down on Saturday. Yeah, we do need to uh, say thanks to Tom and Tracy Hernley for welcoming the uh, Horsepower Happenings crew to Corrigan Oil Speedway on Friday, Rich. And, and we we really we knew that we were going to be in for a show, but we were in for a treat, and we didn't know about it really until we got there. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, Zach. And uh, Corrigan Oil Speedway opened their 2021 season Friday night in front of a solid crowd with a solid crowd of fans and a large field of cars in the pit area. Drivers prepared for race number one of the NorthsideTowing.net Big 8 Outlaw Super Late Model Series uh, using a format largely unique to dirt track racing. And even we had some questions about yeah. that uh, as that was going on. Um, where the drivers drew a pill for their starting position in their heat races, which would help determine the starting lineup for the main event. Two-time ARCA Gold Cup Series champion Frank Giovanni led the field to green alongside uh, Mishawaka, Indiana's Andrew DeVries. Phil Bozell, coming from his fourth starting spot, took advantage of the newly introduced Madhouse restarts to get into position to take the top spot before 10 laps could go on the board. And from there, from there Bozell marched uh, onto the beat of his own drum. Just one more caution would slow the field on lap 31 when Craig Everidge lost control of his one-on-one machine 
interns three and four. On the restart, Bozell held off his father, Andy, uh, to maintain the race lead. Meanwhile, Andy was in a fight of himself with him of his own with uh, with Tyler Roerig, uh, who was attempting to work his way to the front. Uh, Phil Bozell would keep a comfortable distance from the rest of the field en route to his first new first win of the season. And Zach, uh, back in the pit area, I caught up with, uh, you wouldn't think too disappointed, but, but a relatively disappointed Tyler Rory. Back in the pit area following event number one for Unleashed, uh, NorthsideTowing.net Super Late Model Series. We're caught up with your third place finisher, Tyler Rory. And uh, Tyler, pretty good run, uh, probably top three, not what you were looking for. Yeah, um, I think our car was pretty good, just I don't know, it gets cold like this and dewy, and it just seems like it's hard for anyone to pass, you know, but uh, I don't know what the restart rule is, but we kind of, uh, I think they just need some clarification on that. It's, you know, first night, I get it. Just, uh, I don't know if it's a leader choose or everyone choose, because multiple guys went, you know, say they went high over the restart line, and then they restarted low, and that put me back like two rows. So I don't, I don't know what's up with that, but uh, I'm sure they'll get it figured out uh, not a bad first night, but uh, it's looking to be too better. Yeah, more specifically, lap the 31 restart. Uh, Kyle Crump gets up there. You're trying to get up there, and uh, it really it kind of caused a delay in the action. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, like I said, some restarts, it's like they did a choose rule for everyone, and other restarts, it was just regular single file, or double file. And, you know, I was in fourth at that point, and the car in front of me, the third place car, took the outside, or went to the outside of the of the arrow on the back stretch. So I took the inside, well then we got around to the front stretch and he's on the inside. And then, you know, it's just a lot of confusion and I, I don't know, but that happened to me twice and it definitely didn't uh, help my uh, help my race out, so. You get, you get through that mess a little bit, then you got to battle with Andy and yep. you just can't get by him. Yeah, it's just, like I said, you know, it gets gets cold and dewy and it's, it's hard for anyone to maneuver and pass. You know, that's it's just the characteristics of a uh, race in this time of year, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't get around him, you know. That, just good good hard racing, you know. He didn't he didn't do anything wrong and uh, I just, you know, he did what he had to do and I just couldn't do it. Well, Tyler, nice seeing you early this year. Uh, nice third place finish. We'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, Tyler, was he sounded a little bit disappointed, but... Uh, we caught up with Andy Bozell, and he 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 was kind of he thought it was kind of a pretty cool deal. Him and his son uh, running one two again, and we caught up with Andy to get his thoughts. Back in the pit area at Corrigan Oil Speedway, following Unleashed Event Number One, we're with your runner-up finisher Andy Bozell. Uh, first of all, talk about your evening. <laughs> hey, it's fun to be back at the racetrack, man. Um, great show tonight, uh, man. I think it's a good start for Corrigan Oil Speedway, and I hope it continues. But uh, pretty good night for us. Lap 31 restart, you're able to pick the outside and you get up on the outside against Phil, uh, who's on the pole. And uh, you had a shot, but you just couldn't do anything with him. You gotta go for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, the, everything just gets equal and equal as the laps go on. You get down to the end and everybody's kind of, I don't know, equals out. So I put it on the high line to see if we could roll one out there, but it didn't happen. He was really good, he was yeah. good. So. What does it say, you know, we haven't had a race here in 19 months here at Corrigan Oil Speedway. Uh, the cars that came out, the racers, the fans, just an incredible night here. Yeah, I think it I think it says that the racers want a cool racetrack to go race at. They want somebody that's going to look out for the racer, and they showed up to, to show the support tonight of the Hernleys. I think it was fabulous. Andy, so, nice job tonight. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And, of course, uh, it, it wouldn't be a, a, a post-race interview if we didn't catch up with your winner, 
uh, Zach. Uh, we caught up with Phil, a very happy Phil Bozell. In the pit area, Corrigan Oil Speedway, after Unleashed event number one, and we are with your winner tonight, uh, Phil Bozell. Man, first of all, talk about your evening. Uh, it's a great show. These guys, I'm just so happy these guys got this place again and got it up and running the Outlaws here. Uh, the crowd's great. Uh, we came up in practice last week. We knew we were really good, and we knew this draw deal was going to be hit or miss. You could start at the back, you could start at the front. We uh, had a decent draw, and my car was great at the start of the race. We made a big adjustment before the feature. I was tight in the heat race, uh, way too tight. I knew it wouldn't work for the feature, so we made a good adjustment, and the thing was a rocket ship, and uh, got out front and just kind of coasted. I was watching the board and saw Dad there on the restart and drove away from him and didn't know how far away, but uh, I didn't hear him or see him, so we just kept pace and kept it on the bottom, and they were going to go around the outside if they did and never showed up. So you got to lap one caution with these Madhouse restarts. You're able to move up and start on the outside of the front row. A huge move at that point in the race. Absolutely, absolutely. I love the Madhouse restarts. Uh, the very first Madhouse restart I ever did, I won 20000 at New Paris. Uh, I was 16th. Nobody wanted to go to the outside. I drove from 16th to second. The guy in the lead broke, 20 grand witcher. Anytime I can get a position that is strategically better for me in the race, I'm going to take it. Whether it mean, I might lose three spots, but I'm going to take that chance. And just so happened, Andrew DeVries spun his tires there, and I got a really good restart and got to the bottom, and that was it. Pretty cool so far in 2021. You have a great run down at Montgomery in the Modified. Come back home to Michigan, pick up your first win of 2021 early. Yeah, we've done a lot of work. i got to thank Tony LeClaire. He's stuck up in Canada. Um, we've been working our butts off on these things for the last two or three years. Just every little bit, we find a little bit, we go test, we find a little bit. And nowadays, everybody is so close. You find two or three little bits, and that's a world of difference in these cars. And uh, we've been working hard, got Dad's car running good, got my car running good. Uh, I think the last three times we've raced, we finished first and second with these outlaws. Um, got the boy running tonight. He had a little bad luck, but I, I just love this atmosphere up here. It's family, there's everybody here, and uh, I hope we can keep doing it all year. Phil, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Well, I think that's kind of the story right there. Uh, you know, those three interviews, Rich, you put them all together, and, and there's uh, jubilation and there's some trials. I think overall, let me just do this. Can I get the negatives out of the way first? Let's rate Tom and Tracy Hernley's first night with Corrigan Oil Speedway. And let me get the negatives out of the way because they're small. The Madhouse restarts need to be more definitive. Uh, you know, you heard it from Tyler and you heard it a little bit from, from the other guys. Uh, there needs to be some penalties for indecisiveness on the back straightaway uh, because it did lead to some real confusion there late in the race. Um, so there needs to be someone dedicated to watching that and making sure that they're doing that the right way. Maybe a cone. That's what we see at a lot of other racetracks. So uh, I think it, I think it's a great thing that they're doing. It really spices things up on the racetrack. And I think people in this region um, miss that. It used to be something that was done a lot, and now it's kind of fallen to the wayside, and I'm really excited to see that brought back. Um, and then, uh, you know what, just getting the pill draw thing figured out. We were a little confused on, on who was supposed to be drawing when, and um, they'll get that. That's just one of those things that you got to knock, knock the rust off and get everything rolling in the right direction. Other than that, Rich, we're talking about over 20 Outlaw Super Late models going 50 laps with two cautions and a, a really good purse as well. I don't know about you, but I, I think overall, man, th that's a that's an A grade for the first night. Yeah, I mean those those things you're talking about need to be corrected, but the, they were small in mm -hmm. the in the in the full scheme of things. Um, I I give them a nine five on an opening night. Um, I mean they had support from the fans. They got a great turnout in the pit area, and you know if if they can do that on a weekly basis, boy, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to want to miss a whole lot of races at Corrigan Oil Speedway this summer. And you know what else happened is the Corrigan Oil stereotype was absolutely knocked down. And I don't know. I'm, I'm really proud of this. I, I was kind of looking into this when I wrote this story on uh, Saturday morning. Justin Claudery, check this out. Hard charger of the night, Rich, gained 14 positions in 50 laps, going from 21st to 7th. Now, let me say and remind you, that's with only two cautions and they only had one, maybe two DNFs that entire race. So that is driving through the field. And it wasn't just him. Other movers, Jack Landis came from 16th to finish 5th, and Kyle Crump went from 14th to finish 4th. Rich France, they were racing on Corrigan Oil Speedway Friday night. Yeah, and I got to you know, I got to throw my buddy under the bus because I had a conversation with him after the race. Uh Kyle Crump, uh, great young. I mean, he, he gives us all the time in the world whenever we talk to him. But he says, you know, that was my fault in the heat race. I didn't know I was running fifth instead of fourth. <laughs> and and that and that kind of backed him up, you know, out of the, you know, he'd have probably started another row or two further forward. But uh, I, I just thought it was it, it was kind of funny. He goes, that was on me. He goes, I got to learn to count. Well, and he also <laughs> said that he folded the fender in and that did hurt the car as well. So who knows? He could have uh, climbed up there. Maybe was in contention for the win. A lot of pavement racing over the weekend. Uh, some of the dirt tracks got washed out or, or just didn't have big shows. But there were big shows on the pavement over the weekend. And Louisville, Kentucky native Trey Craig took the lead from Cody Coughlin on lap 68 and went on to win his first career Jags CRA All-Stars Tour uh, event at his home track at Salem Speedway on Sunday. Andrew Scheid, who was making his first career Jags Tour points start, led the field to green alongside fellow young gun Corey DeUser. Uh, the uh, race, Rich, was halted nearly as soon as it began. Scheid got high in turns three and four on the first lap. He said they had low pressures and the car bottomed out. He went right up to the wall, didn't hit a wall, didn't hit anything until Doozer uh, thought he had a spot to go to the inside. It closed up. That's just the that's just the most neutral way that I can say it. Um, so Shide gets high. The user sees a window to the inside. As Shide got the car to rotate, the user left no room for error, and error occurred. And uh, the user jumped the left rear tire of Shide's number seventy-seven Cadillac West Racing Machine. And the rest is a melee. The pair spun in front of the entire field with Shide coming across the track, slamming into the front stretch wall. And a user hit the wall and came to rest just off turn four while the remaining 15 cars darted for a safe place on the track. In all, Rich, nine cars made contact in the incident, which ended the day for Shide, uh, the user, Cole Williams, Mason Keller, Jared Smith, and Cody Swanson. All of their, all of their days were ended in a first lap pileup, and Rich, I know that you were watching back home on Speed Fifty One. Um, what what did you see there? I, I saw about what you saw. You were a little closer to it than I was. I saw you right down there outside of Turn Four. You had a, must have had a great view of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, that early in the race, um, probably everybody had, probably needed to settle down a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was just unfortunate. Uh, you know, I, I think we could have had a good race there. I think they had 17, 18 cars start. Yeah. Um, you know, that could have been a race that really took out half the field and, and kind of shook everything up. I had a chance to talk with Andrew, uh, back pit side and, and, and actually Andrew and uh, Corey, they did exchange some words on pit road, uh, no physical confrontations, just, you know, little heated conversation there. And, uh, I talked with Andrew and, and you know, that was kind of his thing. He said, you know, it was the first lap. Uh, what, what, what were we doing there? And he said his car was hooked up. He was really excited to have been in the redraw to start on the outside pole. 
And uh, so he was obviously disappointed. Rich, the thing that bothers me about this whole situation is it plays right into pro late model racing's current stereotype, and that is that you have a bunch of inpatient kids out there on the racetrack just tearing up equipment and wasting a lot of money. And Sunday was a prime example of that in the Jegs race. Yeah, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, look, let's look. You know, you want the bright side? Um, there was a youngster that was out front for quite a long time in Tanner Jack. Yeah. He did a heck of a job. And, and Tanner Tanner was involved in that opening wreck. He he actually ended up uh, crossed up and stomped on the front stretch. Yep. And, and I watched him and, you know, um, he did a heck of a job, kept himself out front, you know, till Cody Coughlin kind of ran him down. But, uh, you know, Tanner Jack looked good out front, and he's one of these youngsters too. So, um, you know, I think it was hopefully – I don't want to, you know, paint the picture with a with a broad brush the first race of the season – but uh, I think it'll get better. Um, I don't think that is indicative of what we're going to see from that class throughout 2021. Well, by the way, Trey Craig, perfect night, set fast time, redrew an eight, uh, but was able to get back up front, and uh, he ran down Cody Coughlin, made the pass. Zachary Tinkle, by the way, looked really good in his 53 car, but they had some mechanical issues uh, late in that run, and uh, uh, that ended his day, so it was a tough break for him. And uh, really a tough racetrack as well to get a hold of on Sunday. So nice job to uh, Trey Craig. But, Rich, that wasn't all the racing. Uh, there was a really good street stock race in the middle. And then really uh, an actually surprisingly good ARCA CRA Super Series race as well. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I was really what I was a little bit concerned when when I, when I saw nine cars pull out onto the racetrack. And I was and I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, boy, 100 laps, nine cars. This is. And, and then one by one, um, they're heading down pit road, heading down pit road. And it ended up being, to be honest, Zach, if you didn't pit, you were the one in trouble. Yeah. Because everybody that pitted got better, and the guys that stayed out, didn't get better well and the, guess the, who was one of the guys that went away guess <laughs> who was one of the guys that stayed out <laughs> yeah. yep zach so the arca CRA super series uh you know it it appeared as though uh current nascar camping world truck series rookie of the year championship points standings leader carson hosevar would open the super series season with a win hosevar rode around salem speedway uh until lap 72 when he passed hunter jack for the top spot Cody Swanson suddenly began working his way through the field after a couple of early pit stops, um, hand, handling uh, Kyle Crump and Jack in seeming, seemingly effortless fashion. Uh, coming off turn four to start lap 90, Swanson found what he needed to take the lead. And uh, by the time the field uh, returned to turn four, the handling woes caught up with Hosevar as he spun off of the exit of turn four. A scary moment as he sat in the driver's seat with his driver's door facing turn four, Jack and Crump were able to make evasive maneuvers to avoid just missing Hosevar um, without making contact. Swanson survived the final restart of the day, one that played into the hands of Scotty Tomasek, uh, who snuck up to second, and uh, Zach caught up with Tomasek following his run. Man, runner-up finish here from Salem Speedway, and I've got to be completely honest, you surprised me when you pulled up here on the front stretch because you just kind of laid back today, and then when it mattered most, you got on the podium. Yeah, we discussed kind of race strategy all week long, and, and watching that Jex Pro Late race right before this, it just made our program and the plan made it uh, worthwhile. We knew we had to ride, 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 and 
it's a long hundred laps here. It's a lot longer than most other places. So uh, we saved our equipment and we were able to put it up on the uh, podium for a, a good finish. Probably one of the contributing factors to this finish was that caution with 10 laps to go. Was that exactly what you needed to get into position for this? Yeah, definitely. We, we just lost so much track position there early on. I didn't want to burn the car up getting back to the front. And I knew that if we had any shot at all, it was going to be from late race cautions and being able to pass guys on those restarts. And um, the guys that were up front, I think, just burned them down early and uh, made for easy pickings there at the end. Who, uh, who do you have to thank for getting you on the podium here tonight at Salem? Uh, Morris Transmission, the Phillips family, uh, Rockall Drywall, Claremont Liquors, all these guys sitting on the wall, Eric Hagen, Donnie Rankin. Uh, just if it wasn't for them putting in all the hours in the shop, this card would still be on Jack stands. So congratulations, man. Yep. Hey, thanks for coming, and uh, hopefully we'll be back and uh, on the podium a few more times. Hunter Jack held on to round out the podium and was happy with his efforts uh, in the grand scheme of things. Well, this guy spent some time out front here today, brings it home on the podium. I, I gotta wonder, probably mixed emotions for you after a, a long hard day at Salem. Yeah, you know, uh, early on there, the, the car was just a rocket. Um, I was just trying to save my tires the best I could. Uh, and then later on in the race there, just started losing forward drive. But, uh, you know, we're really happy with a third-place finish. That's a really great starting spot for the season. Normally, we end up wrecked or, or fixing our stuff. So this is a really, uh, really good confidence booster going on in the rest of the season. I, I see some wins in the future here. Kind of a scary moment, 10 laps to go. You come off turn four. You're, you're you're tailing, uh, you know, you're, you're tailing that 131 car, and then all of a sudden Carson's sitting there, long ways in the track. That that had to be a, a startling moment. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. You know, I saw Carson, and I, I tried to go low, but you know, these cars don't just turn like that. And uh, when I cut it like that, it spun around, and, and somehow I kept it out of the wall. But yeah, pretty pretty crazy. What's next for you? Uh, we know we got a, a couple of weeks here before the ARCA series is back in action. What do you have on your schedule? Um, well, we're gonna go home and make this piece better, and then uh, we'll be at Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway next, and we're gonna go for that ARCA CRA Super Series Championship. Uh, yeah, hopefully the rest of the season goes about like this, just a little bit better. Hunter Jack, congratulations. Nice, nice run today. Appreciate it. The win was Swanson's first career Super Series win of his career, and in his first start, we'll chat him, with him a little more later in the program. Well, and uh, Rich, we got to thank our uh, our friends at Victory Custom Trailers for their support over the weekend as they presented all of the social media coverage and everything going on with um, the the season opener for the Jegs Tour and for the Arca CRA Super Series. Really do appreciate them. And, and like you you kind of said at the top of that story, Rich, <clears throat> I'm a little nervous about the Super Series car count. I'm not sure what's going on with Super Series racing right now. There's a lot of folks who have some opinions about, uh, really, it's cost so much to run these teams, Rich, that they don't want to come out unless it's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of five figures to win. And uh, that's going to be tough. And I, I don't know if that's a an honest trend that we should look for or if it's just something to keep in the back of our minds. Yeah, I mean, it, it is early, too. It, it's early in 2021. Um I'm optimistic about the Jeg Sierra All Stars Tour, uh, with you know showing up to to a, tra a track that you know uh, from what I heard those tours hadn't been there in quite a long time. Right. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know, but uh, I mean, if you can pull 17 or 18 cars out on opening night uh, for the Jegs Tour, um, they'll get better with the Arca Sierra Super Series. I know that. Um, there's no way that 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 series is going to have that car count all season long well and uh, we'll get to see how things go coming up in just uh, two weeks they'll be back at uh, back in action both series the next event is nashville fairground speedway on may 8th it's the north south super late model challenge for the super series 
And then the Jags Tour takes on the Nashville Regulars as part of their 100-lap event. And, Rich, that's really a cool event because it's also part of the Music City 200 for the Arkham Menards East Series. Um, so I'm looking forward to taking that one in. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, more coming up here on Horsepower Happenings. Racing is back in southeast Michigan. For the first time since 2019, Flat Rock Speedway is ready to go racing. The Arca Moran Chevrolet Outlaw Super Late Models, DTS Drivetrain Specialist Street Stocks, and the Arca Figure 8s will be in action as the 2021 season gets the green flag. Grandstands open at 1.30 and racing begins at 4 p.m. Yep, you heard right. Racing begins at 4 p.m. Get back to the basics and get back to Flat Rock Speedway this Saturday. To learn more, visit flatrockspeedway.com. Flat Rock Speedway is located just off Telegraph Road in Flat Rock, Michigan. And don't forget to mark your calendars for Toledo Speedway season opener on Sunday, May 16th, and the Hers Potato Chips 200 with the Arkham Menard Series on May 22nd. Welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Rich, I know you are excited to get to the races at Flat Rock Speedway coming up this weekend. Yeah, really uh, 19 and a half months, Zach, since uh, the green flag has dropped where it meant something, Yeah, the Flat Rock Speedway. And um, yeah, I haven't been on the microphone a whole lot, and I get to go back... Uh, Back to microphone duties this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it uh, on Saturday at Flat Rock. Well, last week we debuted a new program here on Horsepower Happenings, and uh, just like the ARCA CRA Super Series, off to kind of a slow start, but I also think there were some really hard questions in our new segment. Gary, did you know? Uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, what we had last week. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame announcer Gary Lindahl now has uh, a segment on the show. We're going to do it once a month. And he's going to do his old uh, "Did you know?" quizzes for us. Uh, he'll he'll come on one week and and we'll do his quizzes. We'll post them on our Facebook page and give the fans um, a chance to answer them for some swag or some tickets or whatever we got to give away. So um, now the the catch week, there is right. They have to get all the questions answered correctly in order to be yeah, entered you, to win. Yeah, you can't just pick one of the four and sneak <laughs> through. That doesn't count. Uh, you got to got to use your noggin a little bit. Yeah. Here, so. So what we're doing this week is now we're going to give the answers uh, and see how many people kind of came close or did anybody get anything right from from last week's show. So let's start off. The first question uh, Gary put to us last week, what month and year was Mark Times first published and what does Mark, M-A-R-C, stand for? Well, uh, Brad B. got the year right. Uh, Sue Lincoln came close with the name. But that's, a, that's about as good as they got. So the answer was May 1965, and Michigan Auto Racing, everybody had that, but it's Chronicles. Chronicles. Zach. Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So uh, they almost had it right. Both of them had the Michigan Auto Racing, but the but they missed the last part. Now, were you around for the first production, uh, first uh, first publication of, uh, of the Michigan Auto Racing Chronicles? Did you make it in? Um. I was alive, if that's what you mean. I was two. I was I was two years old when the first time it was published. Uh, published. So, uh, uh, no, I wasn't able to enjoy the, the first edition on my own. Uh, well, I just figured with the answer to the second question, Rich, I, I figured I would ask because eh, I didn't. I didn't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to the second question now. So Gary said, "How many years did Horsepower Happiness co-host Rich France, yours truly?" Race with Arca at Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway. And Brad gave it a shot at eight, but Brad wasn't close. Yeah. 25, 25 years, nice round number. We've talked about it on the show before mm -hmm. if you listen to the program. Uh, so, so the answer to that was 25 years. A good old quarter century there, Mr. France. 
Yep, and I planned it a little bit that way. I, it would have been hard to remember if it was 26 or 27. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, what else did we have last week? All right, the next question, third question, was um, who is the only driver to win the Glass City 200 in an outlaw late model and the fastest short track to- show in the world in a super modified at Toledo? A um, couple of guesses were out there. Gary Fito, I think, was a guest that we saw on the Facebook page. But the correct answer would be Tim Ice. Tim Ice, the only driver to win both those events at the Toledo Speedway. Nice. I would I would not have got that one. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to with this program is kind of learning some things from, from Gary. So this is good. Um, all right. So final question. This was a good one. And actually, uh, this one didn't have really much to do about local racing. And uh, actually, this gave a couple of listeners a chance to get one on the board. Yeah. And that, we had... We had we actually had a couple of listeners finally put a point up on the board, but unfortunately you needed four this week. And Zach, this future superstar driver was a rookie in the 1958 Indy 500. And the correct answer was A.J. Foyt. All right. Well, let's name everybody can recognize. So it looks pretty good. Gary, did you know? Gary knew all that stuff. So the question really is, did you know? And uh, this week, not many of you knew. So uh, look for that next month in May. Uh, we'll get Gary back on. Look for that around the uh, around the third Monday in May. We'll kind of try to make that consistent for us uh, so that you can look for that third show of the month. And we'll have Gary back on and appreciate him doing that. And you'll get to see Gary, by the way, if you're a fan of Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways. Rich, not this weekend, but he'll be back for week two. Is that right? Yep, he'll be he'll be at Flat Rock for the for the second night. He uh, he is arriving about the same time I'll be announcing. So there you go. Um, he's not going to rush to the racetrack. Uh, he'll take the first night off, and then we'll be together on the sec- on uh, the second night. Man, it's, it's a busy, busy time of year, and it's a very busy Horsepower Happenings here tonight. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll take a look at some race results from around the area this weekend. Make sure that you are all cut up, caught up on what's going on. And then don't forget our featured interview tonight with Cody Swanson is coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. It's Horsepower Happenings. The Late Model Challenge Series is back Friday and Saturday, April 30th and May 1st. This season, $13,000 is on the line to become a Challenge Series champion. Will the Ionia outlaw Travis Stemler become a repeat champion, or will someone else grab the prize? The All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series, supported by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, kicks off Friday, April 30th at Tri-City Motor Speedway for $5,000 to win before going to Merritt Speedway Saturday night for another chance at five grand. Tickets are available at the gate with the green flag flying at 7.30 Friday night and 7 p.m. Saturday. The Late Model Challenge Series, the best in Michigan late model racing all right rich this is pretty cool i don't think that you're ready for this challenge series we just heard about it coming up this friday and saturday night check this out we have tickets to give away through horsepower happenings courtesy of tri-city motor speedway and merit speedway for the opening night of the late model challenge series now listen up This is a pair of tickets to Tri-Cities season opener this coming Friday night, and it's also the season opener for the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series supported by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. So how do you win? It's very, very simple. Now listen close. All you have to do is log on to Facebook, go to the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page, send us a message, Tri-City Tickets. That's all you have to do. Just send Horsepower Happenings a message, Tri-City Tickets. If you're the fifth person to do that, you're picking up a pair of tickets to Tri-City for Friday night. So just send the message, Tri-City Tickets, 
to the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page, and the fifth person to do that will get a pair of tickets to Tri-City on Friday night, and uh, oh, bring a couple of friends with you as well, because it's going to be a fantastic show. Grab a couple blankets, grab some jackets, and go watch, the. I mean, really, the best in the state of Michigan. Battle it out for $5,000 on Friday night, and uh, we'll, we'll do that again, uh, hopefully coming up next month as well, so uh, stay tuned, and, and we'll uh, try to hook you up with some tickets along the way. And Rich, we're excited as well, because we're going to be there Friday and Saturday. You and I are going to kind of tag team this weekend and, uh, and and take a look at everything from behind the scenes. We'll go into all those details coming up here in just a little while. But right now it's time to get into race results from over the weekend. We already talked about Corrigan Oil and Phil Bozell picking up the win in the uh, late model portion of things. But Rich, uh, they had other divisions racing as well. Modifieds, Jason Parrish goes to victory lane ahead of Aaron Taylor and Tim, uh, is it Lahar, I believe? Is it Lahar? I think it is. Um, in the late model sportsman division, Dylan Stovall gets the win. Then it's Dane Long and Ryan Cavey who round out the top three. And Rich, uh, after that, really, dirt track racing kind of dominated the weekend. Yeah, did uh, Winston got their events in uh, on Friday night. Uh, super late models, uh, Eric Spangler picked up his first win of 2021. Uh, Rich Neeser and Bill Bray would chase him to the line. And the IMCA Modifieds, Mitchell Hunt former guest on the program, picked up the win over Nate Jones and Brody Bowser. I-96, uh, I want to tell you about I-96, their non-wing portion of the show, Rich. That is a brand new thing that they're trying there at I-96, so give them some time to build that class up. But a really good show nonetheless. Non-wings, Stevie Irwin gets the win. Lee Underwood brings it home in second. And Landon Simon, some really good shoes there in non-wings, uh, brings it home in third. Late models, the Ionia outlaw, Travis Stemmler picks up the win ahead of the Illini invader, Rich Bell. And Garrett Wiles, nice run for that 16 machine, bringing it home in third. IMCA modifieds, A.J. Ward on the uh, back on the winning track. He defeats Colin Thurlby and Jeff Rhea for the top three. And, and this was the surprise of the weekend, Rich. Galesburg raced on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it was just luck and timing because the rain got through there earlier mm -hmm. uh, and and they were actually able to get their show in at nighttime so late model sportsmen uh were on tap justin dinzik would uh pick up the win over jeff bozell and cole allers uh and in the street stocks buddy head uh, would pick up the win over Donnie Ritter and Shane Miller. And uh, not to ignore our friends down in Ohio, uh, I, I like the folks at Attica, but man, if they could just pick a better state to hang out in. Uh, Rusty Schlank picked up the late model win, and Rich, you, you had an interesting factoid about Rusty after that win. What, what was that uh, that you had? Yeah, Rusty Schlank picked up his 29th win at Attica, making him the all-time winningest late model driver at Attica Raceway Park. Wow, that is fantastic. Zeb Wise gets a win in the 410 Sprint Car Division, and Jamie Miller picks up the win in 305. So uh, a nice job there for, uh, for those folks. Okay, time to move into our featured interview tonight. And Rich, actually, we have so much going on. This is our only featured interview and... It's the first time we've had this guy on our program as a featured interview. We're excited to welcome him in. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, we've talked to him before, but we never had him on the show. I don't know what took us so long, but he is a five-time USAC Silver Crown Series champion and a multi-time winner of the Little 500. Uh, he's trying something a little different this year, which included picking up a win yesterday. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Cody Swanson, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thanks, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it very much. 
Man, before we get into yesterday, uh, you opened a lot of eyes back in February when you announced a venture into late model racing. Um, first, talk about that decision and and the reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I've been I've been trying to, to move forward with a career, you know, for for a long time, and I, I'm very fortunate to have had um, had the career I've had in you know USAC Silver Crown and, and open wheel racing. Um, but right, but my aspirations have still been to, to try to make it. You know, whether it was to IndyCar and Indianapolis 500, or, or to the top level of the NASCAR with the Cup Series, uh, maybe that's what you dream of. And and never really had um, much break loose. And and last year I was really you know, fortunate to get an opportunity to run on the road to Indy um, with the Indy Pro 2000 car, and and um, to make my first ARCA start uh, with with Chad Bryant, um, who has become a friend over time, and, and try to venture uh, you know in in either direction and see if anything um, you know opened up. So um, you know it's, it's been something like I've been after, but it just seemed like it took till now to, to get, <clears throat> excuse me, like the, the right opportunity to open up and, um, fortunate to, to have had a little success and maybe something to build on there last summer. And, and, um, you know, through, through a mutual friend, I'm, I'm going to race for, for Kevin Dorn and his team on little 500 this year. Um, and, and he knew Mark, uh, Mark Metz, a crew chief for team platinum and kind of got, got me connected knowing that, uh, I was trying to, to get some more experience in a late model. Um, just trying to build on that, right? Trying to build that experience so that if any opportunities came up, uh, you know, either beyond or, or even just to continue in late models, uh, hopefully I'd be better for it. So, um, you know, it really just started out with um, with the idea of running speed weeks there at New Smyrna and, and figuring that many nights in a row, hopefully I could uh, uh, kind of get my late model training or my early education in and, and know what to expect a little bit better. And, um, you know, we, we had, had some success there and, and a lot of fun racing together with, with team platinum and and so we, we came home you know it was kind of i guess uh time to talk about see see if they had any interest uh, in the rest of the year you know i hope they had had fun racing with me i certainly did with them and um you know maybe with some of the promise we showed maybe we could uh, have a little fun racing together this summer so um thankful to uh, to have the opportunities that, that i've had and and to have the chance to, to race with them this past weekend at salem and uh looking forward to uh like i said maybe some more races this season and and just still building on uh, that experience and, and hope that I can just uh, get better each time I hit the track. And you talked about, uh, you know, the, you mentioned the, the World Series down at New Smyrna. You pick up the Pro Late Model Championship right out of the gate, which you had to feel pretty good about. Um, were those Pro Late Models a little easier to get the handle of uh, than the Supers at first? Um, you know, the, the the Super, you know, I feel like they, they drive so different. Everyone talks to me like, man, it, even though they're so similar, they do drive different. And, um you know, for, for me, coming from Spring Cars and Silver Crown, it, uh, they're both so different that, that it's, you know, I mean, I didn't notice the, the diff, you know, the little nuances quite as quick. Um, and the pro car, I feel like the, the team, man, we, they had such a great uh, car and set up there for New Smyrna um, that, that really we fit right in. And um, I was really, I felt like I was gain, gaining on the super. You know, um, we, we had the first practice day and the first race night, um, qualified 10th. Uh, nothing real spectacular, but we weren't very far off and building on that and, and started, uh, the race. And on the, on the third lap, um, the guys spun, uh, in front of the field and I got collected in it and knocked the left front off. And we never really recovered from that. And a couple of nights later, I was trying too hard to qualifying and got the right side in the fence. And, and so the rest of speed weeks, really, we were, we were racing with a wounded, wounded car. Um, but, but the idea there was still to get me experience. Um, and, and I'm really thankful that, 
take on the team, put in all the hard work they did to, to keep us going. And, to, and to, I guess, um, you know, um, you know, power through the struggle uh, of, of not having the results that we wanted there at New Smyrna. But, but the end result was hoping that, that I could gain, uh, gain that experience from, from getting those races and those laps under my belt. Uh, that if that if we got home um, and and got a straight race car uh, again, um, that that maybe I would have learned something and, and be quick with the super. So I was really encouraged by you know our first time back uh, with a super late model and going to Salem first first time I got to to run one at a track I'd at least been to before uh, and and to be in the hunt again. Uh, so uh, yeah, kind of kind of a little encouragement at this point. But um, you know, like I said, I still. I know I still need to get better and still more to learn and uh, looking forward to, to trying. What was that transition like? And I asked this question because we have a, a pretty good base of, of really avid race fans and race car drivers who listen to this show. And, uh, you know, we've got a good base of, of late model drivers and dirt fans and everything like that. What was that transition like from for you going from lightweight, high powered uh, big tires to you know it's just like days of thunder right small tires heavy car uh still some power there what was that what did you have to do as a driver to get used to that and just in such a short amount of time yeah um yeah i feel like something that's been a, been a real blessing for me is, is i've i've had a lot of opportunities to drive a bunch of different kinds of cars and um although you know i, I run a lot of open wheel um we race pavement and dirt and big tracks and little and spring cars and silver crown and midgets and then you know on top of that I, i've had some opportunities lately to to run uh door racing for gt um you know on the road courses and and then like i said with the road to indy so it just kind of kept building on all the little differences i've been picking up over time and been fortunate to be exposed to with with good people around me to show me the ropes so um by the time we got to new smyrna um you know i, I transitioned really started um with Chad Bryant last year and, and running a couple races at Hickory and running his arc car at Iowa. Uh, and then to, to build on that, um, there's still, still more I'm, I'm struggling with that, you know, trying to, trying to figure out just where that balance is with, like you said, the heavier car and the smaller tire and, and, um, just getting recalibrated to what, um, you know, what my body needs to, to feel, uh, to carry the right speed, to take care of the right tires and to, and to make uh, the, the kind of car I'm driving that day as fast as it, as it can be. So um, it, it's something that, you know, we roll out a new Smyrna, and it's, it's a pretty big and pretty fast track. Um, but but still with the windshield and the car being that different, the sensation of speed just wasn't there mm-hmm. uh, for me. So it, so it made it nice where the people talk about, you know, the pro cars being kind of tough because you have to charge the corner so hard. Um you know, I, I guess I was already comfortable enough to uh, where, where my struggle was was overcharging the corner and needing to back that up and needing to uh, get off the brake and and let the thing roll. And so, um, just the, you know, driving styles uh, I've been fortunate. I feel like can can be similar, but uh, the way you do it is a little bit different. And um, as a transition, I'm I'm still still uh, trying to get my head all wrapped around. But um, like I said, enjoying the challenge and the progress so far and. Uh, looking forward to hopefully uh, continuing improvement. Now, as Rich said, we are going to break down that win from yesterday, but w- while we're still talking about you learning and, and, and breaking down other cars and everything like that, five-time Silver Crown champion, again, talking with Cody Swanson, 30 Silver Crown wins, 31 Silver Crown polls, according to CodySwansonRacing.com. 
has it been a struggle for you to struggle behind the wheel of different race cars? This is a mental game. Everybody knows that. Is it hard for you to stay focused and, and remind yourself, okay, this is not USAC Silver Crown. This is not Road to Indy. This is not you know, whatever it is that you've had success behind the wheel of, is that hard for you when you jump into something that you're not used to, 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 to cope with the fact that you might not find immediate success? Um, I mean, some maybe, but, but I, I've raced long enough. I've, I've stunk before, you know, if, if that's the, the real root <laughs> of it, you know, um, and, 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 you know, I've been really fortunate that I had a good career in Silver Crown, but, um, it didn't, it didn't start off, uh, you know, as well as you'd like, or as well as it's been going lately. Um, you know, something I, I struggled with is cause maybe I grew up, um, racing micros on dirt, but by the time I got to full size cars, um, I was a pavement guy. And so I came to the Midwest, um, as a pavement guy and a lot of the pavement racing went away, you know, midget stuff. So we got dropped off the national schedule, sprint cars to follow. And here I'm a pavement guy and I'm running six pavement races a year. So, mm. uh, I had to learn the dirt and, and to get comfortable at it and get better at it. And it was, um, it was rough, uh, for a bit. And, and, you know, fortunately like I said that all throughout my career to, to be surrounded by good people. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't do a very, very good job in dirt silver crown cars. Uh, maybe on the miles that they got to like, I, I got, cause I just wasn't very good. And, um, fortunate to you know, meet a friend, Kent Walters, who really kind of got me my dirt track education and, and, you know, went through some, through a tough summer and some, some tough races. Um, trying to get me more comfortable and, and finally you know once once I, I kind of had that uh, feel then I could worry about racing instead of spinning out you know and, and then it really mm-hmm. seemed to turn the corner for me and then got connected with Bob Hampshire, Clark William and Paul Lee and that's really kind of where uh, my Silver Crown uh, career turned the corner so um, you know I, I still try on dirt races and still try to do things that expose myself to uh, experiences that, that can make me better um, yeah, I feel like I got better at pavement by racing dirt. It is crazy as that would maybe not correlate, but, but it helped me. Um, and even the nights, uh, that, that don't go your way, uh, there's a lot to learn from that. So, uh, it's tough to have too many of them. In the room. Uh, All right. Cody's phone kind of buzzed down on us a little bit there, but Rich, go ahead and pick up with another question. Yeah, Cody, let, let's talk about yesterday. Now, you, now the pro late model, not a lot to talk about there. You kind of got caught up in that, that melee at the beginning before your race ever got started. But for the Arca Series Super Series, you take the green flag, you figure out you probably don't have the car to win off the start. You probably do one of the smartest things. You take that thing down pit road early, and it made a world of difference. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, as, as much as maybe we, there's not a lot to talk about with that pro race, I felt like I learned something. You know, the um, <clears throat> I hated to be caught up in something in the first lap and, and not get a chance to show um, how good our race car was because, uh, and these guys worked really hard on it. And I felt like we had a really good pro car. Um, and, and something I learned is I, I didn't want to make that same mistake again. And I started fifth in both races. Uh, so I definitely took it easy there at the beginning uh, of the super race and, and kind of was just going to let the race come to us. And, um, you know, maybe I faded eighth, I think, uh, early, um, but we had been coming forward and, and maybe, maybe passed a car or two, uh, and the cars in front of me were catching the cars in front of them. And, I felt like the field was all kind of stacking back together. Uh, and we, we caught a caution on lap 25 and, you know, we we're talking about it. It's like, well, um, you know, maybe nothing to lose, uh, this early, you know, if, if I don't think it's going to make it to the end, you know, why don't we come in and, and make a quick adjustment. Um, and it, it's really, really great to, to have team platinum and, and Mark Metz, uh, leading us as crew chief. 
uh, that we can, we can come down and, and make an adjustment and try to help uh, help make me feel better, help make our car better, and at the same time, you know, teach me something about late models. And so uh, I'm fortunate that, man, he, they, he made a great call, and the guys did great to get us, get us back on the racetrack uh, and, and go back to work from there. And, and with 75 laps still to go, it's a long time around Salem Speedway. Um, just to keep, uh, keep working on it, keep working on traffic and, um, trying to, uh, trying to make up the track position there, there, uh, on those long runs. And, and really, and then you, you, you talk about the last 50 laps, boy, you, you came through that field and, and really passed some very good drivers, Carson Hosevar, uh, Hunter Jack, all that were running very good the entire race. Um, so, so kind of, kind of talk about uh, your finish and and how happy you were to finally get that first Arca Series Super Series win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the you know, so I think we restarted the tail with uh, with seventy five to go, and by the time we got to fifty to go, we'd, we'd come from ace to uh, to fourth by then, and and it's it's always great. The closer you get to the front, the more you can see it, the more uh, the more you feel like you're in contention. And um, maybe I wasn't great on a, on a short run and, and just trying to uh, make sure it took care of my equipment. But the longer the runs went, um, the better I felt and the more maybe they seemed to back up to me. And um, I just tried to try to be smart with uh, using the racetrack. And at the Salem, uh, I love it. It's, it's rough. It's, uh, it's got a lot of character. And so you got to be choosy about uh, where you put your race car. And um, I think able to, to get, um, to, you know, to get into third. Uh, and then, and then have Hunter Jack and Carson Hosovar right in front of us and to kind of work our way through. And, um, I, I learned a thing or two, you know, even trying to, trying to race Hunter. Um, he did a great job using his race car and his real estate and his track position to, to hold me down. And, um, I, I had a failed attempt and I had to back up and, uh, kind of reload and, and take another run, run at it. And, um, you know, I, I think that helped me, um, to learn, uh, you know, by the time I got to Carson to race for the lead. Uh, you know, knowing there's only 10 laps left, um, everybody's uh, you know pretty willing to do, uh, you know, running as hard as you possibly can because because the, the end is so close and the and the win is in sight. So um, we we had a really really clean race and and uh, like I said, a really strong car down to the finish uh, that uh, helped us uh, helped us finish it off strong and, and take the lead and um, thankful to survive a restart and uh, the last 10 to seal it. And they, you know, like I said, I really appreciate the the team and, and the great race car they, uh, these guys deserve to win i was glad i didn't screw it up <laughs> uh cody i know you're on the road here and uh, just a couple of more things for you and we'll let you go uh the first thing you know salem behind you now there's a, a couple of events for you to look forward to and probably one of those that you've got circled coming up of course USAC, you're gonna have you're gonna have a start there at winchester coming up but uh, not to overlook that what are you? How are you feeling? I know you talked about it a little bit earlier. How are you feeling going into the little five hundred here coming up here in, in like less than a month? Yeah, I mean, um, little five hundred is such, such a huge race for sprint cars, and and it's that's one of the most fun just because for five hundred laps you are always racing somebody uh, when you put thirty three sprint cars on a quarter mile, right? So uh, it's fun to drive, and it's, and it's a big event, and it's great atmosphere. Um, so I'm I'm excited about it. Let's do our first start uh, the little five hundred with Dorn Racing. Um, and, and they're a great group of guys. And I've been fortunate, you know, I go with, with uh, the Nolan Racing Team and Hoffman's before that and, and a friend Tom Brewer. And I've just really enjoyed that race every chance I get to run it. But um, Kevin Dorn and this team, uh, really sharp guys. And uh, I think they can help make me better. Um, and, and I'm excited to, uh, you know, we're working on the car and trying to get uh, it all sorted. And I'm excited to, to run our Silver Crown race there at Winchester just to get, uh, 
just to get going on the year, knowing that um, we got a little 500 coming up at the end of the month of May. So uh, ho- hopefully um, we uh, we can get get the the new car sorted out or new to me anyway, and um, and feeling good there around Anderson Speedway. So uh, excited about uh, excited about it, and, and it's you know it's always one of those things you never really know how you stack up till you get there, but. Uh, I like to be optimistic that hope hope we're in the hunt and I hope we're uh, you know uh, close enough to to figure it out from there and and, and be in the hunt. Now looking ahead to one other event that I've got to ask you about and we'd be remiss if we didn't and that is June twenty sixth Eldora Speedway. You get a chance to compete in the new SRX, uh, the Superstar Racing Experience, as what they called an amateur driver. And you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday at uh, Salem. You said that was the first time you'd ever got a random call from Ray Evernam. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Now, how are you feeling about your opportunity to run in that series? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm really excited about the opportunity and, and thankful to have even been considered. Um you know, they, they have so many great short track racers from, from across the country that, that um, you know, that they could have filled any of those seats. And so uh, to, to give me a chance at one, you know, I, I certainly appreciate and, and I'm really excited about it. And, and a chance to, like I said, just keep trying new things and a different kind of car and obviously a different experience running a, a car like that uh, there, there in Eldora uh, will be different than anything you know, I've really ever done. But uh, excited about the challenge and thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, yeah, really, uh, like I said, really, really um, honored to be included. Well, Cody, uh, we, we appreciate you. We're honored to have a chance to talk with you and, and do want to thank you for your time tonight. And congratulations on your win at Salem. And, man, I tell you what, like they said, like Andrew said, you're one for one in the Super Series. You're probably going to be leading the points now. Uh, look at all the things you're accomplishing in, in uh, template-bodied cars already. So, uh, Cody, congratulations. Good luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you uh, at a racetrack real soon. Yeah, hey, I sure, sure appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for taking the time to, to talk with me, and uh, thanks for all your support of, uh, of auto racing. Hope, look forward to seeing you guys down the road. Okay, now that we've given away some tickets, Rich France, let's actually talk about what is going on this weekend. Tri-City on Friday, Merritt on Saturday. All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series supported by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resorts. There are some drivers fired up about this series in 2021, and rightfully so. All-new points format big money on the line all season this is going to be a series to watch in 2021 yeah you know we, we've, we've seen some of the guys um you know that were that are used to running in that challenge series at a couple of tracks earlier this year um they're gonna all be there on friday and saturday you can count on that zach um you know chad finley didn't have a great night out the last time he was in that 40 that, that longhorn he had so uh they got to get that thing fixed but he'll be there uh in his rocket i believe what they're going to bring. Um, Travis Stemmler, Dono Marcoulier, I mean, keep right on going. The whole list of guys, they're going to start this season all over again on Friday night. And let's uh, let's pause right there. We had a chance to catch up with Dono Marcoulier while we were at Corrigan Oil. He was there supporting one of his sponsors, Dennis Kraft, who was uh, behind the wheel of a late model. And I got a chance to talk to Dona, and he said that he has never been more prepared for a season than he is right now. They've got two of everything. They've got their trucks and trailers are ready to go. And, and Rich, I think that he might even have a little chip on his shoulder to go out here and dominate the Challenge Series in 2021. Sure, he won some big races in 2020, but I really think he was looking to that Challenge Series as being the guy to beat, and it just didn't come to flourishing. I think he's looking for it here this season. Well, I think what's unique, you know, we, when we talked to Brandon Thurlby last week on the show about being happy about the new points format 
uh, because he is a two-time champion of the American Ethanol Late Model Tour. Well, so is Dono Marcoulier, yeah, let's good remind point. you. Good okay? point. A, two, a two-time champion of the Ethanol Tour. So he this might be right up his alley as well. Yeah, this is going to be great. $5,000 to win each night. Mind you, that is the lowest paying Challenge Series races that you'll find all season long. Uh, they only get richer from here. $13,000 to win the overall points championship at the end of it all. And it all starts this Friday and Saturday. Tri-City Motor Speedway on Friday. Merritt Speedway on Saturday with a fresh new surface, by the way, at Merritt Speedway. So it should be a good one. That's not the only thing coming up this weekend on Friday. It's the Intimidator 100 we go back to racing with the outlaw super late models and jason seltzer the mouth the voice of kalamazoo speedway gets you ready for what's coming up this weekend well it's that time of the year again the intimidator 100 at the kalamazoo speedway after a really really long wait battling with covid and all of that uh, throughout 2020 delaying our season and finally we're able to get back at it five thousand dollars on the line to win this coming friday night Fast Fridays get kicked off at 7.30. Make sure you're there. Ticket's going to go on sale at 3.30. You want to get there very early and make sure you get yourself a ticket as we do have a limited capacity as far as general admission seating. Uh, Looking north of 30 late models, 120 cars overall in five divisions. That's my guess, and I'm probably being a little bit on the conservative side. We're going to run features only. Make sure you get home at a reasonable time. going to be a little bit chillier than we want, but the action on the track will be red hot really looking forward to some of these invaders coming into play you've got anytime you got big money with late models tyler Roark, jr Roark, uh, bob blunt bringing that sweet 16 over with a strong pile as well the sours coming up from the south bend speedway rich bull i believe throwing uh, youngster jordan Curtasi in the uh, number 22 outlaw late model Got to mention Jeff Canis always a threat anytime he rolls into a racetrack. Monty Tolan's done some preseason testing with us as well. Phil Bozell coming off a win at Spartan Speedway on Friday night. Saturday, Doug True dominated the late models at South Bend Speedway. You got 12-time. Anytime Andy Bozell shows up, he's always a threat, especially at Kalamazoo. And probably one of the famous, or my favorite things I've seen over the last couple weeks was Adam Terry says it ought to be a hell of a race for second place you're defending race winner and late model champion with a lot of confidence coming out of that st joe michigan driver make sure you guys are there the intimidator 100 april 30th hashtag fast fridays i'll kick back to you guys in the studios thank you guys so much and we'll see you friday night all right jason appreciate his work on that and getting us ready to go by the way we'll be there friday night with horsepower happenings to bring you behind the scenes coverage courtesy of duco performance uh duco performance of course adam terry going to be there running in that race as well so uh, watch for him to be one to contend with on friday night and we look forward to that what else is coming up this weekend my goodness the racing just keeps on rolling and we're really excited about it rich the the schedule just it unrolls like a welcome mat in the state of michigan as we work into may yeah it does uh you know we'll finish up friday winston corgan oil going back at it again uh they've already been on the schedule uh and like we said saturday the season opener for flat rock uh Post, uh, the box office opens at 1.30, racing at 4 p.m., an afternoon show, all month of May. So uh, keep keep that time on your calendar. Uh, there are no pre-sale tickets, so if you want to get a ticket, uh, they are limited on what they can sell. So get there 1.30, 2 o'clock. 
uh, and practice, I believe, also starts at 1.30, so that'll be a perfect time to show up. Um, we talked about Merritt Speedway, uh, Springport, Mid-Michigan, modified special this weekend, so they'll be back in action. And Galesburg, the Todd Foot Victory 110, uh, $5,000 to win for the template late models. Galesburg will be back in action this Saturday as well. And then not to be forgotten, Berlin and Thunderbird, they'll be in action uh, this weekend as well. Berlin going to have a special guest on, uh, I believe it's this Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that Kenny Wallace is scheduled to be there to uh, run a limited late model and one other division. I'm, I'm uh, blanking on what that other division is at the moment. And then Thunderbird, of course, will be back racing on Saturday as well. So you've got some choices as to where you can go and what you can watch over the weekend and really we're probably forgetting a couple of places as well because the seasons are opening up rich and this is a far cry and actually right there uh, the sprints on dirt make their triumphant return to competition on saturday as well as they go to butler motor speedway for the season opener there uh, just down the road from me gates open at four hot laps at 5:45, racing at 7:30. so uh, man that could be one and butler by the way has a new surface put down over the off season as well so a couple of tracks getting a facelift and getting ready to go man it's it's that's going to bring us to the end of our show it's been a massive program and our thanks to cody swanson for taking some time and really rich we do need to thank the drivers and uh, if a driver is listening to this just know if you see the uh, the bright orange and black shirts coming towards you just give us a couple of minutes uh, because we try to make it worth your time and we appreciate uh, the drivers making time for us as well at the races so we're gonna wrap this puppy up and put a bow on it we will see you friday you could catch me at, uh, at kalamazoo speedway rich france will have the tri-city motor speedway duties for the challenge series then saturday go here rich flap his gums at flat rock speedway i'll be at Merritt for the tri or for the um, uh, for the challenge series race number two and uh, then sunday i think we'll all just take a deep breath and kind of try to decompress and be right back here monday night our thanks to cody swanson on behalf of scott menlin who pays the bills on behalf of my partner rich france i'm zach heiser thanking you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of horsepower happenings we'll talk next week same time same place right here you've been listening to horsepower happenings catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening